Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. The Discount Property Investor Podcast. I am your host, David Dodge. And today I'm joined by a special guest, Matthew Chase from the Chase Law Firm PC. Matt has been my attorney for a couple years now, and he helps my rental management company whenever we have tenant issues. And I'm really happy to have Matt on the show today um, <clears throat> to talk to us about a number of different things about evictions and moratoriums and the current law and what's happening out there right now. Um, so I'm just really grateful for you to come out, Matt. You even came Thank to me you. today. Thanks, man. Awesome. I like doing these live. It's always yeah. a good time. Always I'd much fun. prefer to be in person, you know, especially now when we're just, we're just unable to, uh, to go so many places. It's still crazy. And, you know, the federal government just extended the travel, mask order till january of 2022 so it, folks expect it to continue till hell freezes over wait wait, wait. they just did what uh, that's i read a blurb in the news uh you know that these are executive orders so they're not actual laws passed by congress but they have the force of law uh that the biden administration uh, uh extended this travel mask ban which is um yeah, I do that all the time. The travel mask <laughs> ban is you gotta you gotta be masked up to go into an airport, a bus depot, on a bus, train, plane, until the end of twenty twenty two. No, until January twenty twenty two. For still now, though, man. But then expect yeah. January to come. It's gonna, gonna keep gonna be, going. There's gonna be the upsilon variant, the iota variant, mm. the the you know the green cheese variant. The last the variant is communism, basically. Right. The, we're already oh, almost there, man. All, but I don't want to. I don't want to go too far into the weeds. I, 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 I was on a podcast earlier today and I kind of went off on a crazy train tangent on, on, uh, you know, the loss of our liberties, but I'll just say that this is all unprecedented. What's unprecedented is Americans are, we are the frog in the pot and it's not being boiled slowly. We are being boiled fast. Yeah, I know. Very so, fast right now. Everything's changing. It's yeah, crazy. I mean, it's, it's, we are, you know, we, we are we are watching our liberties not erode. They're being yanked away from us lock, stock, and barrel, and half of America is complacent. They're okay with mandates. I was downtown today after I went to, uh, to uh, uh, Trevor's podcast at uh, the Boiler Room. I went over to Steeple Center. This is a, uh, an opera house and concert, small concert venue mm -hmm. uh, that people might not know about. And uh, picking up some tickets for, for dream theater, uh, for those, do you know, dream theater? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, a fabulous band and they are, they have one window open. There is the three inch thick plexiglass or glass with a quarter inch little thing. It's like a bank where you, you can slide stuff through like this. And I dared to walk into this ginormous, uh, uh cavernous lobby. It's the lobby of next door to Stiefel center is uh scott trade where uh the blues play the blues stadium and um i'm the only person in this ginormous lobby and the guy said to me you have to wear a mask i'm like <laughs> and i said to him i was like and he's wearing a mask in his box he's in literally a room with the plexiglass and thing there's virtually no air entry and he's wearing a mask alone in there and i was like dude are you serious 
concerned about my health mm. and I don't want to die. Mm. I said, so I'm, I'm not fighting with you. I mean, you really believe you're going to die if I don't have a mask on fully vaccinated <laughs> for seven months, but it's okay. I don't want you to die. I'm going to go out to my car to make you feel better. I'm going to go get my mask. So I went, I got the surgical mask that I've had on and off, you know, a couple dozen times. It still looks clean, but it's completely dirty and it mm. means nothing. And it's a minor thing. And my wife, who is a dentist and lives in a cloud of, of uh, aerosol grossness at her work and understands disease spread where I don't. I have no training in this, but I, but it's all silly. Right. It, it is. It's all silly. But we're, we're willing to give up our liberty for a little bit of temporary safety. You know, that's a paraphrase. We all know where that, that goes. That's right. We deserve neither and we'll get neither. So. I love it. I love it. Well, Matt, thank, thank you for that. Matt, welcome to the show, my thank friend. You. Thank <laughs> you. I, I, I agree. I agree 100%, man. I do. So I have to admit, um, you know, I own about 60 houses. You can see on my board up here, yes. give or take. And uh, we'll be at 100, hopefully, by the end of the and, year. And, and, and actually, you're doing a great job because I don't see many eviction cases from you. You know, so all I, I do is evictions. I so I what I was going to say is, you know, I feel kind of bad. But at the same time, I'm really super fortunate to be able to get to spend some time with you. Yeah. Because we don't do a lot of business because you don't have a lot of evictions. That's what I'm about to say. Yeah. I don't, And I have people on my team that handle it for me. So if there are if there is an eviction, which happens from time to time, yeah, Megan's the one who gets. Yeah, you're, you're helpful for sure. Uh, you know, but I don't. I'm not in it, so I'm really excited to kind of learn this process, right? Okay. So, give me like a history though of what how it used to be and how it's now. Sure. Just because there's a lot of people that that may listen to this down the road sure. that you know they need to see the big picture before we dive into what's happening Absolutely. today. Let's yeah. talk about pre-COVID. So if I were talking yeah. to you as a potential new client who didn't know much, you just got into buying your first few properties, you got a, a slow paying tenant and you want to know how do things work in the state of Missouri? Maybe you're from another state and you're like, you're like, Matt, you know, I sent them a, a 30 day pay or quit notice. And, and, and what do I do from here? So my first, that always comes up. So my first thing I say to you is, listen, man, <laughs> It's, you know, it's great or not great. You send them a 30 day notice. Now we got to wait till that 30 day notice is done. But in the state of Missouri, there is no pre eviction notice requirement. It's unusual. State to state, every state is different. The no laws pre, are different. Some, I got to digest this a little bit. So there's no pre, -evic, pre eviction notice required. Yet you do these still? No, I don't. Oh, like, okay. I often I get say, guys who come to me and, and say, they want that. And not that they want it. They're like, maybe they, they're from, you know, New York or Illinois. And okay. my understanding, and I don't want to say I'm speaking authoritative, my understanding in Illinois, I think it's a three-day or a five-day notice, but that notice must be served upon the tenant, personally handed to the tenant, or else you can't file a lawsuit for eviction. So if they successfully dodge the landlord and or his process servers for weeks and weeks and months and months, he never gets a lawsuit filed against him, which is insane. Right. But in general, and I'm not stating this as authoritative, but in general, the bluer the state the more the law favors the tenants to the point of um, insanity. And, and some, and where states, do we lie in there? Cause we're pretty, we're, our laws, so we're in Missouri. Say, if you're not aware. Yeah. So here in Missouri, the law generally, I have always said favors until COVID. So this is all pre COVID. It favored the, 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 favors the landlord. Contract. No, oh. it doesn't even see. I landlord. like that. It, I, I believe, really like that. I believe. So if you write in there that you quit paying your rent and you have to be out or well, whatever. As long as the contract doesn't violate state law. So Got you it. can't, okay. you can't put in a contractual provision that says if you're late on your rent, 
in 10 days, we could come in, lock you out, throw you on the street, yeah, turn off your That's not reasonable. All of that, it's, it's got to be. It, it's unconscionable. Right. It's illegal. Right. And all of those provisions of the lease would be stricken. But as long as you're following the. The, the guidelines as long as you are now there's then, things then that helps a ton right right so for example in but that Missouri, was then that was then and, and i continue though yeah, yeah, yeah so that was then and there's certain provisions that are in some states it's not permissible to have what's called a unilateral legal fees provision so if you're my tenant okay. you sign a lease and here in missouri they all say if tenant is late and landlord has to institute any kind of eviction proceedings tenant has to reimburse landlords reasonable legal fees and costs but it's not bilateral. It's not it's bilateral, not though, right? Now, some states require you to have a prevailing party's legal fees provision, which means if I win, I get my legal fees from the tenant. But if you, the tenant, wins, you can get your legal fees paid by the landlord. Now, we I don't have these, that here. We, we, we have no such requirement. Some uh. states have a requirement and unilateral is seen as unconscionable. Mm. State of Missouri, that's a that's a, a negotiated term. Now, so if we have in our lease that it, that we would get the legal fees reimbursed, and and I believe your leases have it. I've said it I many believe times. they do. We I have hope a they professional do. They property manager. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. a lot of but, thirty years. But right. we get people who have two kinds of bad leases. One are people who print it off the internet. It's a really good point, guys. If you're listening or watching, and you are a landlord or you want to become one, listen very carefully to what he's about to say. Yeah. So some of the terms that we want to have here in Missouri. Again, please don't take this advice if you're in any other state in the union. Unilateral legal fees provision, an absolute must. It is enforceable. If it's not in there, we can't get legal fees. I do see some small landlords who just print it off the internet with a prevailing party's legal fees provision. And now that that's a danger if we lose. Now there's some times when there's problems, whatever, we rarely lose these suits. Mm -hmm. But if there's some significant counterclaims, maybe that landlord is a, kind of a slumlord and he brings up stuff and then the court awards some legal fees to him. It, it, it can happen. It's mm -hmm. very, very rare, but you don't want to have that potential liability out there. Mm -hmm. Then we have the big, ginormous landlords who want to have one lease across, you know, 37 states. Don't do that. Most of those big landlords have like one lease, but then they'll have Missouri provisions, Iowa provisions. Got Missouri it. Provisions. So they'll cut in the provisions that Correct. they need. Yeah, yeah. You know, hire a, a lawyer who understands multi-state leases. And they tend to be like, I've got a guy here in town named Mark Jacob. I'll give him a plug. Mm -hmm. He's excellent. He's a friend of mine. He has been my real estate attorney. I don't write leases. I don't, sure. I don't do such contract drafting, but he's a real estate lawyer, transactional, mm -hmm. and he's great. And he has clients. Some are of mine. Some are ones that I don't handle for the evictions on. And he does these multi-state uh, uh, leases. So that, that's something to be wary of. A jury trial waiver, an absolute must here in the state of Missouri. Okay. Now, certain types of evictions, if we do what's called an unlawful detainer, they can ask for a jury trial, you know, won't get much into that, but, but going back to what was it like before COVID? So I could say to you, Dave, listen, you're, you're, um, you're looking at filing the case with me, say on the 15th of January. Now I always recommend if they're late on their rent, send it to the lawyer around the 15th of the month, that first month, they don't have to be 30 yeah, days the, late. And that's what we do. We yeah. send it to you guys. And then I think sometimes, or go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So pre COVID, you could pretty much guarantee that in about three and a half to four and a half weeks is your first court date. Okay. In the state of Missouri. So, they, so basically a month. Basically a month for yeah. the first court date. Give or take, right. So we, so what I always, the way I always frame it is look, if say rent's a thousand, late fees a hundred, and legal's 300 for ease of math. January 15th, they owe you January and a late fee. You send it to me, we sue them 1400 bucks plus restitution of the premises. 
on the say we're in court on the 10th of February. Now they owe 2,500. And, and Ms. Smith sits down with me in court. Now she doesn't appear. We just get what's called a default judgment. 10 days later, we can file a sheriff's writ, sheriff's execution. And then about so, a week so later, it's really out. nice when you do this is then, of course, this is then. It, but it would be really nice when you would whenever me as the investor, yeah, you know, files this and then they don't show. So that's kind of what you're it's hoping easiest. for. Yeah. But, but if it, they do come, is it change it a little differently? If they come, most of the people who come do some sort of a, what's called a consent judgment. It's an agreement by consent. It's basically, it's a payment plan. Okay. And some of them come to court saying, listen, I, I spoke to Dave Dodge and we wrote up an agreement, but dude, you, you, you failed to meet that agreement. Right. That's why he sent it to me. Right. He gave you a chance. Yeah. He send you to court till let's, February well, let's, well, let's review the agreement. Right. And what date does it say? What date is it yeah. now? What else do, do you it. want we to don't say? Get, we don't get right. too deeply into it. But okay. Sure. Sure. So, so we sit down with them. We say, okay, today it's February 10th. You owe 2,500. Oh, but wait, you sued me for only. 1400 yes but if you look at paragraph such and such it says we entered february february 1 february rent came due february 5 the late fee came due mm -hmm. so now you owe 2500 we could give you a 30-day payment plan does that work oh i could give you 2500 in 30 days no no Smith. <laughs> we're gonna be in march so we gotta no, add so in. i can give it to you in 30 days no well, no absolutely not so what we're gonna do is we're gonna add in march now we're at 3600 and they're like and their eyes go wide and they're like i can't pay you 3600 hold on hold on how about 900 a week for four weeks starting next friday boom done and they're like oh I and they're like that. next so when you frame it like that yeah. you write it up 900 a week for four weeks now most of the people who sign these agreements, you know, they, they sign probably it, default I sign it, though, right? If the they're already there, because well, you're talking like, you know, talking like four, three to four percent vacancy rate, right? right. Or not vacancy, well, but non-payment non -payment default type type rate mm -hmm. with with our business. Yeah. Yeah. So those you're already taking out 95 percent of the of the good renters. So I would think right. that when they get there. They've already defaulted, right? Right. So the odds of them defaulting again are, and it's yeah. maybe even another 50 50 or maybe, maybe. maybe it's, okay. it's hard to say. Hopefully, it depends, hopefully it's, it's, a, low hopefully yeah. it's a low number. Yeah. That's a good reality point. Is, it's depend is, on your market. The reality is, is it's easier. Look, we don't want trials because they're time consuming. We charge a little more for trial. And people it's do uncertain. trials for, I guess, if they have nowhere to go. Here's the thing I get it. Pre COVID and even now, generally, if I go to court on a, any given Thursday, I'm in St. Louis County Court right now. I'm by WebEx. We'll get to that in a moment. But I go to St. Louis County Court with a stack of 80 cases. I've seen okay. you in there. I have gone to one or yeah. two. So I go into court with this big stack of 80 I have no idea files. what's going on. Nobody there. does. I think I know what's I'm just, going on. I, and it's like, the it's, courts are always flabbergasted I, at me. I do got to give you a, a shout out, though, because you own it, bro. You go in there and like know what you're doing. You're a professional. Yeah. You're a professional. I'm also because everybody else in there's like nervous and looking around, and you're just like, well, some of the people are very <laughs> nervous. Listen, they're being evicted. I've been there. Listen, I was the landlord and I was nervous. Like, was this guy gonna go have crazy you ever been on the me? In court? No, okay, they've never I, they've always not showed. So I've, I've been only there. been I've been two or three times. No, though. but I'm saying yeah. when I was a tenant years right. ago, mm -hmm. I got I got into eviction court. I was living on Long Island. This is after college. Business went downhill that I had, and I got I got an eviction notice. I went to court. This is Suffolk County, Long Island, and I was terrified. I mean, I'm a young kid, you know, but I was old yeah. enough to have a, a lease. I mean, I I I went to court, and, yeah, and I mean, you're, you're by the time I went to court, I brought some cash with me, and I I made a deal with them. I don't remember exactly how it sure, started out, sure, but, sure. but it got paid. Right. It happens. Listen, good people end up in this situation. It was the only time in my life absolutely. I ended up there. Absolutely, um, we've all had bad times in life, you know. 
Um, I get and, it. I totally and, get it. You know, listen, we I don't want to get too into the politics, but we got a, we got a, our our first congressional district of Missouri here, Corey Bush. Mm -hmm. um, she's part of the squad. She sold herself on the fact that she is an evicted tenant. The fact is, is that, you know, I spoke to, to the attorney who filed the three evictions against her. She's basically one of our regular repeat customer defendants. So she's going from house to house doing this. I don't right? know if it was house to house or it was the same landlord. Yeah. I have and here's the thing. Lives. It's possible. And I don't know this person like you do, yeah. or at least, you know, better because you're telling yeah. me about them. But but it is possible that you could get into three shitty situations at the you same time. Absolutely. You know, like it is. And, and, and we people, get it. Yeah. Some people it happens. Some people are just terrible managing money. Right. But we'll get to that. Right, so, right. So we get to court here. I have 80 cases. Now, 15 of them have paid in full before Thursday. They paid in full. Maybe the moment they got served with the court papers, they went down to the landlord and paid. Some of them, they wait till the last minute before court. They pay. We always get a couple of dismissals the morning of court. So we get to court with 80 cases. 15 are dismissed. We're down to 65. I'd say 30 of them are going to come to court. 35 of them are going to be um, uh, uh, defaults. The default cases means they don't show to court. We get judgment. We win. 10 days later, that judgment is final, and we can ask for the sheriff, which is about a week-long process. Now, even the people who default, who yeah. don't show to court, many of them end up paying. They just blow off court. Maybe they're actually at work, or they're you know off on a street corner drunk. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If they pay, they don't get put out by the sheriff. The number of people put Wait, out by pay the how much, though? If they pay in full, we dismiss the oh, case. Oh, in full. We, we file what's called a satisfaction of judgment. Got it. Got okay? it. Okay. If, and we're talking about late payment, late rent evictions. Mm -hmm. We'll get to other kinds after. But the people who show up, most maybe one or two of them are just kind of belligerent jackasses or something weird is going. If they're belligerent, we just set it for trial. Mm -hmm. But it's a very, very small number. The people, maybe one or two others have a lawyer or whatever. Something weird's going on. We work with them. People... A guy who's never been in the situation, who's been a good tenant otherwise, mm -hmm. he's late on his rent because of, he just got diagnosed with cancer. Got yeah, stuff like happens. Yeah. The landlords would all work with them. But the remainder of those 30 people were doing a deal. It might be a deal to vacate by the end of next month. Here's the dollar amount. Good, done. It might be a deal to pay and stay. It might be a 30-day deal. My client may be willing to do a 60 or 90-day so, deal. So basically, there's there's a, there's an infinite amount of possibilities. Yeah, because and most work out. Because it's people working with people most of the time. Yes. And if they don't show, then there are repercussions. You get a 10, basically within 10, or at 10 days. At 10 days, they, we could file we, for the sheriff. And we can have the sheriff come remove them from the property. And, and they have and multiple that, And here's notice. the thing, guys. That's never the goal. Like, no. I don't ever want to have to evict somebody for one. And you got to put it up on your board and two, to, to, to clean it up. Yeah, the last thing I want to do is like literally to have to have a sheriff go there. Now, here's the deal. This is a business. This isn't a charity. So I, you know, I don't I don't have all of, of the houses that I have. And I know a lot of the other investors don't either have them paid in, paid in full. Like we have a debt service every month on this. We have a mortgage payment. So if we're not getting the rent, we're still having to make that payment. And the mortgage payment is just the small part of it. Because you have to put on a roof here, you got to fix the HVAC yeah. It's it's there. a long term payment. You get, it's, you get the right. copper stolen here, and it's all all these things you've got staff to pay for, et right. cetera, et cetera. So 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 ten days, boom. Okay, cool. So, so that was pre. 
that's pre. Then, now, what's happening now? How does it look in today's environment? And so what we, is a moratorium? Okay, so <laughs> the word moratorium. I know what it is. But everybody I, now kind of knows. Hey, I know, what it, but I want my audience to know because okay. there's people that are going to be listening and they're going to be like, yeah. Dave, what? They're like, all right, I know what an eviction is. You guys just sh- just talked about that. That's so great. the eviction moratorium is a is a uh, uh, cessation. It's a stopping of all evictions. Okay, so this is something that the city, the government, so county, who 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 applies the moratorium? Is it state so, level? So here in Missouri, mm-hmm. there are no there are no state level moratoriums okay. at all. Never and there never has been. been. Never has been. Okay. Many of the states. If you got people watching from states of uh, you know California, New York, the New York eviction moratorium was just uh, as my understanding was knocked down by the United States Supreme Court mm-hmm. as being you know ridiculously overbroad. I'm not going to get into that. I don't know about the various state moratoriums. What do we have here then? Here in Missouri, we're dealing with the federal moratorium, and it's and its um, kind of effects on local law, as well as we have had sh- shutdowns of the sheriff. So basically sheriff execution moratorium. So that so that division of this process was shut down at certain points. Yeah. So, the, so what, what's the federal? Because that's so, covering no matter if you're in Oklahoma City. So there's two City things or, we're dealing with. Okay. There was the original CARES Act moratorium. It was specifically a 120-day moratorium from the date of the enactment of the CARES Act. This is going back to March late march of 2020 it expired 18 months ago basically it expired july 28th or 9th of 2020 by some calculations people added on 30 days let's call it end august okay 2020 29 august 2020 that's a month ago basically more than i mean i mean a year year yeah yeah, a year ago one year ago the cares act expired now it's interesting just before when i was out in the hall i was talking with a, a nationwide multifamily uh, a client um, who's being told by Fannie and Freddie. Now, keep in mind that what everybody who has a mortgage, almost every mortgage in America is Fannie Freddie backed. Sure. Fannie Freddie, unelected officials, bureaucrats who don't make law, they are, are telling, telling they are telling borrowers that the CARES Act still applies because the CARES Act has a provision in it that talks about notice that there's a 30, there might be a 30 day notice requirement before filing an eviction for late rent, but it is all part of the 120 day eviction moratorium, which expired in the summer of 2020. Okay. That is over. Okay. Now, some people are gonna say to me, I'm giving out bad legal advice. I could be opening up people to liability. Fact is, is that there's not even a notice requirement in the state of Missouri. I don't believe that that was ever effective and we, debated this greatly throughout the moratorium throughout the last year and a half okay i was part of a working group with st louis county's presiding judge mm-hmm. myself two of the other uh, big eviction attorneys as well as a bunch of the tenant advocate attorneys such as arch city defenders legal services eastern missouri and the ehoc equal housing opportunity commission the, those and those are fine lawyers on the other side they're good people so we all had these monthly meetings that were set up by presiding Ju- judge burton of the St. Louis County. And some of the discussions back when, back last summer, were centered around this whole notice requirement. And I think I effectively argued, and I'm pretty sure that the judges agreed, that that, there is no notice requirement in Missouri. We don't have to give notice. The 30-day thing was of questionable validity in, in Missouri. Basically, we didn't file evictions if there was a mortgage on the property during the CARES Act. 
Okay. We restarted. But, that, on, but that's over. It ended. It ended a year end, ago. July. Uh, August, let's call it August 29th. <laughs> okay. To be safe. 2020. It's a year old. It's expired. It's over. The federal government, Congress, has not extended the CARES Act ever. That moratorium, Section 4024 of the CARES Act, has never been extended by any executive order or act of Congress. What they did then, let's fast forward to, I believe it was in September, the CDC did the CDC moratorium. Now, and that's a federal thing, right? Yeah, the CDC Centers for Disease Control, sure. part of the Department of Health and Human Services. And now, let's just uh, uh, aerial... Uh, yeah, keep it high view, level. Yep. High level view. The Department of Health and Human Services is unconstitutional, just like Department of Education, um, just like much of what our federal government does. We have a government of limited powers. Ninth and Tenth Amendment, which are never discussed, basically say if it's not specifically listed in here as a power of the federal government, it's the power resides with the several states or the people. Now, that fight was lost long ago when, you know, Jimmy Carter instituted the Department of Education in the waning days of the Carter administration. One of the promises broken by President Reagan, a great man, I, will, I, I hate to say anything negative about Reagan. The fact is, is he ran on this idea of he, one of the promises he made was he was going to get rid of that, that uh, last minute um, uh, uh, lame duck act of Carter creating the Department of Education, and he didn't. It was never discussed again. Um, all these departments that have no real relation to federal powers are illegal. So um, what did the CDC do? Let's bring it so back to that. So the CDC said the spread, they have power to enforce things that will prevent spread of disease. And they're basically a vaccine getting company, evicted. Right? Well, they're 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 basically they they research disease. They own all the patents on the vaccines. They no, they don't own the patents. The Pfizer and Monsanto and the whoever it is, not Monsanto, Pfizer. Not those two. I'm talking about the all the other ones that you get at birth and shit. I they own all those patents. Many of those patents are even expired. They're all right. Open I, yeah, that, that, now. That's true. That's I don't. True. But I don't they had them the, at one point, right? I don't know that the CDC owns these things. Companies own them. But the CDC is a governmental entity, a federal entity that's mm -hmm. part of HHS, that that oversees and funds world health uh, outbreaks. Disease. I mean, that's what we had. Right. So we had a health so, outbreak. So, so do they have so the CARES power? Act ended, and then the CDC does what? What do they do? The CDC comes in and says. Um, because the COVID is so deadly and widespread and widespread and people are in danger of eviction and eviction means going either to relatives, houses, friends, houses, or into, to, to shelters or on the street in crowded circumstances, the disease could spread. And until everybody's vaccinated, we got to stop that. Now, maybe their intentions were good. We all know what the road to hell is paved with. But even if their intentions were good, they don't have this power. Okay, this was recently agreed to by the Supreme Court in a vague. That's, so that started. Decision. You said a couple months there. So you said yeah. basically like September, October doesn't and then matter. It was, well, it was September, October, later. and it expired December thirty-one. So that was just another short-term thing, though. Correct. You're talking and then two, it was two, extended. Two two months each time, essentially. And then it was extended, and then it was extended, and then it was extended, and then it expired July thirty-one. Of this year. Of this year. Which is and about by, a month and a half ago. Right. And then by the time. Or no, not no, even. That's half a, a the, month two, ago. two weeks ago. And then yeah, by yeah. the time half this got through the courts, finally, at the beginning of July, less than a month to go on the CDC moratorium, it reaches the United States Supreme Court. Now, now it had finally, it had been deemed unconstitutional in the Sixth Circuit. 
in, in, in the federal district court of Eastern Tennessee, and then brought up to the Sixth Circuit there. And they said the CDC moratorium is unconstitutional. It's stricken, but it was only effective for the Sixth Circuit. It was deemed unconstitutional in Northern District of Texas. It was deemed unconstitutional in uh, Eastern or Southern District of Ohio and deemed unconstitutional elsewhere. And then in the Alabama Realtors case, which was brought in the District of Columbia District, Federal District Court, uh, Judge, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Dabney Friedrich, this is the one that made it to the Supreme Court. She says it's unconstitutional and it's stricken. And then three hours later, <laughs> presumably after somebody put a gun to her children's head, uh, I mean, yes, I sound like a crazy person, but I believe somebody put a gun to her kid's head and said, you have to stay this or else we'll have you shot. I, 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 I put nothing past our current government. Yeah. Um, Somebody got to her Somebody most got likely. To her, just like and people, three hours later, she, three did, hours, she, she, she the, didn't reverse herself. She stayed as uh, the plaintiff. She is the judge. Oh, there's a judge. I'm sorry. The judge. Okay. Judge says the CDC moratorium is unconstitutional and it must be strict. And then she immediately reverses her. She doesn't reverse herself. She says, I got, it. Decision, I got it. Implementation is stayed pending. So pending review. something else, got so it. Then it goes up so there's this, a contingency added to yeah, it. Then, then it goes up to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, which is where a lot of cases kind of go fast track to the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals is a is a left leaning court. Of course, says that's a bad decision, and we're continuing the stay. It's going up to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court punted. Justice Kavanaugh um, wrote uh, he was. It should have been five four. But Justice Kavanaugh does not have the courage of his convictions. He said it's unconstitutional, and he agrees with Dabney Friedrich. He agrees with the trial-level court, but there's less than 30 days. Let's just let it run out. But you can't go past July 31st. So, oh, so so everybody, there's like so many people that are involved in this. Yeah, so so, so that's action, why it's dragging on because it's like every. So when you try to explain this to somebody, it's like it, it's not something that you can just tell them in correct in a, in a two two or three paragraph text message because there's like. 10 different things that are pulling on it and the right. different decisions and different people are getting involved and everything this is process like the, the law, the law yeah just politics in general is is complex and and shady and the law is complex too right and shady and shady i mean in look, a way, right. the, the we 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 live in a country that relies on rule of law but there really is no more rule of law rule of law is gone we don't live in a country where the ultimate law is the constitution we don't. Anybody who believes that we still do. It's muddy now. It's, it's not so muddy. muddy. Oh, is, man. The Constitution has been abandoned by judges. Right. Oh, really? I believe. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's arguable, but, you know, that, that right. I don't want to get too into the weeds. I'll, I'll, but I will quote exactly what Justice Kavanaugh said in, in that muddied uh, uh, decision. It's one sentence. Quote, in my view, clear and specific congressional authorization via new legislation would be necessary for the CDC to extend the moratorium past July 31st, unquote, Justice So, so But by saying that, they basically allowed the first one. They allowed too. the first one to so, end So they on confirm July 31st. it. They confirmed that it was legal to begin with. Too. No, no, no. He said it was, he said in other language, he said, this is really problematic, but we're going to let it. It's already its going. Got it. It's almost over. Okay. Basically to simplify. So that's two it. weeks ago. Are we back to business now or what? So after 31st, it was over. Okay. We started flooding the sheriffs with a bunch of uh, executions that had been held because people had shown the CDC declaration, um, et cetera. Now, in order for that moratorium to be effective, tenants have to sign 
a declaration under penalty of perjury, which says specific things. And it's almost always so they're agreeing. They're they're stating that they they were detrimentally affected by specifically the COVID. And it's always a lie. But it's but, but they're... almost always a lie. Okay. That they've been making their best efforts to make regular monthly payments. I'd say in the ones I've seen, over ninety percent are provably lies. We ended up challenging many of these. <laughs> Holy cow! We've ended up Holy... challenging many of these. Over ninety percent only... are yeah. lies. Really? And we've gotten dozens upon dozens of these. We only had time to litigate to make motion hearings to challenge these CDC declarations in about 25 or 30 cases. And we had about a two thirds success rate convincing the court that they should be stricken. And, and we, we were able to do that. And, and it was so shockingly, even the ones we lost, I'd say about half of them, I really truly believe the judge was just uh, feeling sorry for these people. He's because, probably getting flooded with them too, man. Yes and no. I mean, there's so the judges are so backed up. There's, there's, we just, we have very backed up courts now and I'll get back to kind of how things work now. Yeah, yeah, sure. But um, one of the reasons we're very backed up now in St. Louis County is because, because of the long uh, halt in court activity. Is there an eviction court that's specific no. to that? Or is it just so the all? Courts, in Missouri, there's circuit court judges who are kind of like the, the higher level trial judges. Okay. They've, the ones have been associate circuit for a while. They get promoted okay. to circuit judges. Then there's the associate circuit court judges and there's different dockets. So there's the criminal docket, there's the family law docket, and there's what's called. So the, does one, so does one judge just work one docket or will one judge see all of the stuff? Um, it depends on the County, but generally where, where our cases are, are in with one judge on a particular day of the week. And that, that docket is designated as an associate um, bulk docket. Got and it. The, there's two types of cases that would be heard. There's about a generally that I've seen about a third of the cases are evictions and about two thirds are collections cases. Okay. So your, your small credit. And where does the wrongful, what's it called? You know, this like wrongful termination. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Death. So the opposite, like not the opposite, but like the other option to evicting somebody. Oh, unlawful is to... detainers are all landlord cases. Okay. So, all the, so it's all that'll all file unlawful cases, detainers. What I was getting All at. landlord yeah, yeah. cases will be in the associate circuit. Got it. Court. Okay. And, and basically, these dockets are always crowded. The, you know, the, the number of collections cases that appear in court is much fewer. Two thirds usually though, collections, collections versus one third. Yeah, that's pretty much normal. But I guess that makes sense though. That there are a the lot system. more collections. They're in case. the system at that point. Yeah. And they're just kind of working their way through it. Exactly. And now yeah. those cases tend to be more continuances, even in normal times. Sure, sure. Because there's no urgency right. to a case for MSD. There's no urgency to a credit card right, case. Right, right. Um, and in any case, that that's what the dockets look like. Generally, mm -hmm these dockets can handle, usually there's one bulk filer in each courtroom on a particular day of the week. So I'm, I'm in division 41 on Thursdays. Um, uh, this attorney might be in division 32 on Wednesdays, et cetera, et cetera. Now in St. Louis County, we are the largest county in the state of Missouri. Um, there were until July 1st, six judges handling these bulk dockets, but because so many family law cases and criminal cases were pushed off and just nothing happened on them for the last year. They decreased from six to five as we have a flood of new eviction cases coming in. So they did that to catch up on the other side. Correct. And now, and, and now we're getting more of a mess 
Yeah, and that's that's just yeah. so that's just nature of chaos. It's, basically. it's the nature of the chaos because because <laughs> this is the most dangerous disease ever in the history. In the, of the history world. of diseases, right? This is this unbelievable. Is, now, how many people do you know who died of the COVID? Personally, zero. I mean, I I actually wait, but you certainly you know many people who were laid up in the hospital near on death's door, right? Especially a young few, people. No, a few young people. Of, no, 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 not next to death's door. I know a few people who have lost somebody. But I'm talking like maybe two people. So that so that's like so basically the number of people you normally know. So out of my entire somebody. network, which is probably two or three thousand people, and then the people they know, right? Which is another thousand people each. So you're talking out so of you, a, so out of a, out of a fifty thousand radius, maybe two or three people. Yeah, that's right. Pretty, so that would be and that that's, that, that, be that many traffic this... deaths happen in St. Louis every day, probably. No, right? No, no, like, no. There's no traffic. <laughs> the, you know, what people I'm, don't general, die in though. normal times. Right. This is the first year that people die. Right. This is the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> this is the end of the world as we know it. I won't sing it. Don't worry. I mean, it's absurd. Right. Actuaries guess. They don't guess. Actuaries are like magicians. I mean, that's why insurance companies. Oh, they're making bucks. very, very educated guesses. But it's very, guess at the end of the day. They, they know exactly how many people are going to die. Yeah. Statistics you know, are changing all the how time. Many, how many will die by, you know, by car accident? How many die will by cancer, et cetera, et cetera. They know. Mm -hmm. Almost, you know, within, you know, another. A large number of significant figures they they know and guess what we not only didn't have an a, an a half a million uh people die increase in the number of deaths we actually had a decrease in the number of deaths over the actuarial predictions that's fact the covid did not kill <laughs> half a million people anybody who believes that is frankly watching too much cnn mm -hmm. not going to get deep into that so so let's fast forward in in during covid times mm -hmm. we had we don't have to get too deeply into it, but during 2020, the summer, the, the fall, winter, people were starting, stopping. They weren't filing. A lot of things are just basically on hold because even if we filed an eviction, normally we'd be in court and then we get the sheriff to kick them out. Sheriffs had a complete cessation of sheriff executions in St. Louis County until April of this year. So we didn't have a single sheriff execution until April. They were terrified the sheriffs were going to die. Now, in all fairness, one of the sheriffs died in March or April of 2020 of COVID. He didn't catch it at work, maybe because work had been shut down, or maybe he did. Who knows? But he was over 60. He was extremely overweight and I believe diabetic. He was not a healthy man. What happens to overweight, diabetic old people? Yeah, even if, even if they get the flu, they could die. Right. They get a cold, they die. Yeah. Death happens. Again, this is not an unusually high death year it is normal mm -hmm. the 500,000 dead number is only arrived at if you believe that there were virtually no heart disease deaths and virtually no emphysema deaths and other types right of normal people die animal. all the time of everything right and it's sad but people die death is part of life so right now i tell people we can get to court normal time frame in st louis city st charles County. so it's been two weeks since this thing ended have you oh, wait, there's a new one okay so have so you not presented to the judge with your with your oh, clients cases okay. yet so well we're going into court the, the whole cdc moratorium only applies to the sheriff's execution at the very end of the process the sheriff physically oh, so, going and putting so you out. so you've been able to go to court this whole time and get since, them to approve last, an eviction, which like September, yeah. which is basically just winning which, the, is a piece the, of paper. which is a piece of paper winning the fact that that they're in that they're in uh that they've basically didn't hold up their obligation to the agreement correct and that's the simplest way to word it correct. right and and then they still so you've won out. but you can't do anything to enforce the fact that you've correct. won so correct. 
So, so the what's... reason for that was because they were terrified that the sheriffs would die. Now, we okay. advocated. Okay. And we this pushed... clarifies a lot for me. Yeah. I'm learning a ton here. Okay, this so, is great. So we advocated and pushed hard in those monthly meetings to say, and, and there was sheriffs dying all over the country, right? Like no. just everywhere, everywhere. Anytime again, a sheriff a sheriff would go in, they'd die. Again, <laughs> I, I, I will mention again, my wife, I love her. Thank you. She's out there. She is a dentist. She mm -hmm. works in an aerosol field. Yeah, yeah, of sure. Grossness. Mm -hmm. Do you know there shockingly, there was no die-off of dentists? Yeah, you would think that that would be because I just went there to, was no story. I went the other anywhere. day to a dentist to get my teeth cleaned. My dentist, right? And and and, and I was actually like, wow, this is probably the the most in your face in your mouth literally yeah, it's the dirtiest part of your body right I right think it's like the only thing dirty and there's no increase in dentist dying no basically. none none there was no and you can't get any closer to that unless you're a, a, a prostitute basically you no, know what i'm saying I think, like, I think the only thing actually i think the only thing worse than dentistry as in terms as of in terms of being being, yeah. being exposed right, I think right. would be like a trauma surgery right right that's okay, it like like you know yeah because you have a lot of yeah, and my it. knowledge a trauma surgery it's similar is entirely though. informed by watching house and scrubs right so it is you yeah know, yeah but but here's the deal there was no die off of dentists if this was as bad as they say mm -hmm. before they instituted all these rules dentists would have all caught it and all or they all would have quit yeah exactly right there was and no they're all in business still yeah, I get it. And they haven't died, right? They they have not, shockingly. shockingly. So maybe it's not as bad. But let's so we're we're now in 2021. We have a lot of cases that are still waiting to get the sheriffs. And then in July 31st, it expired. Justice Kavanaugh's decision is clear. It can't go past July 31st, requires an act of Congress. So uh, the dementia. So how long have you been evicting? I got to interrupt for one second. Yeah. How long have you been helping clients evict their tenants that are not paying? Hold on. Uh, that haven't been able to get them out with the, with the sheriffs. I mean, like what's the oh, longest case? I've got cases that are 15 months, okay. 18 months. So, so please continue, but yeah. hey, guys, listen. a $900 rent who owes 17,000. Okay. There you go. That's where I'm going to get to. So people listening right now, listening and watching if, so, you know, Still getting through this court process, but 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 it doesn't With a mean judgment since yeah, September. But it doesn't mean anything, right? Okay, Correct. so I didn't mean to interrupt. It's uncollectible. And yep, all that. Okay, so and and oh, and, and when you've gone back, it uh, when did, when could you start going back? Or actually, so April, tell us that process. So Wasn't there Zoom County? stuff going on? Is that oh, still that, happening? We're in court since the, almost the whole time. We're in court. We're per, in, in, in the person, WebEx. in the person. No, 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 in Zoom and WebEx. And when did that start? Uh, I mean, we were back in court in like, I guess, August or September, you know, depending on the, the court, but we got to court, but again, we get judged of 2020 or saying 2020. Yeah. We couldn't. So we March, couldn't April, execute. May, was it just close? March, April, May, June. When, when did you get back to court? Uh, so March and April, because March was like when everything shut down, everything shut down completely in then 20 we, March, 2020. Like, yeah. I think it was like the 12th or 15th. And I don't even remember. And every, exactly. I, I basically didn't leave my house for two weeks. I'm like, right. world's going to end everybody. And we, I didn't, we were, nothing we, was open. We just went virtual. We went virtual. The courts are holding court, but it was chaos and chaos for a while. So a couple months though. And then you're back in court, but then we're back in court okay. we're getting judgments, but we still can't. That's really good. To know. I, I don't read yeah. the, the mile long emails you send brother. I love I you, know. but I that's know. a lot. Okay. And Megan, but here's the deal. I forwarded to Megan. She handles she it. it. Yeah, yeah exactly. She gets, you don't have to forward it. She's on the list. Oh, she got perfect. She's, she's <laughs> awesome. Awesome. But in any case, um, we we're, we're able 
if they didn't hand in one of these CDC declarations, we've been able to evict since April in St. St. Louis County, a little earlier in St. Louis City. St. Louis City currently has its own. April of 2020? 2021. Okay. So there was a delay there. With there, the... there was a long time we couldn't do any Oh, man. All right. Because so, they so shut down the shares. April, May, June, July, August. So we have four, four months, give or take, that we've been at it, yeah. but we can't get them out. And it's gone back as far as 15 months in certain scenarios. Correct. Wow. Correct. Holy cow. And people are taking advantage of it beyond belief. Have the, have the sheriffs done any like short periods where they'd come back yeah, they, and then they retract? And then they stop because they extend. The so, and how long order. were those little things? A couple a days? A couple of weeks oh, there. Man, yeah. Now, in the county, we're still doing it. Every day we're put kicking people out. So has it started back? Yeah, they've been back. And when, when was county. They've been back since April. Okay, but if gotcha, people gotcha, show gotcha. the CDC declaration, it all stops. Unbelievable. So, so everyone knows that then, of course. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. Much. So, so. They have to bring it to court to show no, it? No, they have to show it to the sheriff, even last minute. They just show it. Oh, hey, and then the sheriff can't do shit. They can't do shit. Unbelievable. But then you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, it's and it's it's all insanity. So when 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 should that hopefully stop? So it was supposed to stop July 31st. Oh my god. I read you what Justice Kavanaugh said, but then after that, Joe Biden even came out and said, Look, I can't do anything. Congress has to act. Congress then went home. This is all at the very beginning of August, a couple of weeks ago. Um, two and a half weeks ago, Congress goes home, does nothing. Justice Kavanaugh is clear. Congress must extend. The dementia adult puppet in the White House agreed <laughs> and said, Congress must act. I can't do this. My legal advisors have said extending this would be constitutionally unenforceable. I think he said of dubious constitutionality, something to that effect. He clearly said it. He knows it. So he knows the rules and the he law. Knows, and he knew and what he was happened. Telling well, the... his, his puppeteers knew. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He doesn't know anything. He, he's gone. Yeah. But, but um, he is gone. I mean, he's he like was a an dementia idiot patient. before the dementia, but yeah. now he's got dementia. But, but then, then um, two days later, Cori Bush sits in front of the, you know, the House or, or the Senate building. And she's like sitting down. Our Congresswoman. And this is the in squad. the federal or in the state? Senate. I think she did. She I don't remember where she went did she okay. go to Jefferson City. I think she went to Congress, okay. sat down in front of the building. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a woman who ran on the principle that she was an evicted tenant. Whatever. I don't give a crap. She's a communist. She's a horrible, horrible congresswoman um, and hates America. She's an anti-Semite. She's a Hamas supporter. She's a terrible person. But she goes um, and protests. And suddenly the puppet is directed to tell the CDC to put in a new moratorium. The new moratorium is almost identical to the old one. They acknowledge that Congress would have to act. Congress did not act. CDC does a new moratorium. They do a new one. New one. When? Like August 3rd. So just got, so after the 31st of July. Yeah. Two they, or three days there. So there's, so there's a current one still. Biden acknowledges it's unconstitutional to extend it. And he does a new one three days later. 60 days expires october 3rd. now i know why your emails are so juicy lately man holy cow because this is just because i'm frustrated yeah I as am an american too. citizen i'm frustrated this that our president says our president says wow. i am bound by the supreme court and then three days later he violates the supreme court you know people criticize donald trump as having been an authoritarian there was no way shape or form he was authoritarian that man was the most constitutionally purest president we have seen in our lifetime in a long time our parents lifetime yeah. our grandparents lifetime okay my great grandmother was born in 1900 there's a lot of reasons to hate you know, him but not for that i agree yeah 
I mean, and I don't hate him. I'm just saying there are people that have the other perspective. That's the only thing you could really say negative about the guy. Right. But he kept his promises and he adhered to the Constitution. Right. He clearly said, I can't do this. Congress must act. And he didn't. Right. And then three days later, Joe Biden says, I can't do this. Congress must act. And then three days later, he does it. He does it unilaterally by by CDC bureaucratic fiat. He does it again. That's illegal. It's unconstitutional. And frankly, it's impeachable. That is an impeachable offense. Having a phone call with the president of Ukraine, which was innocuous and frankly, yes, a perfect phone call, was legal and totally, totally legal. Whereas this act of Joseph Biden was an impeachable offense. He violated the Supreme Court blatantly after publicly acknowledging so, the so unconstitutionality. Man, there's got to be a lot of people that 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 know this as well and share half the, the country understands this. okay so why doesn't anybody of in power because mo- much of the stand Republican up party, and do something about because this. much of the republican party are actually part of the uniparty again i don't want to get too into okay. the weeds but we're talking uniparty the bushes the clintons the obamas whatever biden was before the dementia they're all part of the uniparty they, they are not republican or democrat as uh a, a famous uh, uh, talk show. They just host. use that. They call yeah, it the Republicrats it. Mm-hmm. and the Demicans. They're all the same. What's that dude's name from the Bronx? I don't know. He lives in San Francisco. <laughs> I can't remember his name, but 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 crazy late night uh, talk show guy. He used to call them the Republican Republicrats and the Demicans. I like it because they're the same thing. Right. They are the uniparty. They're the party of endless war. Look, we're getting back into endless war. Donald Trump got us out of it. He got the Taliban shut down. And look what's happening in Afghanistan. It's so bad that even CNN and MSNBC are saying, like, pretty much, holy shit, Biden has screwed the fucking pooch on this one. I mean, it's so bad. Kamala Harris was quoted as having said, you're not going to pin this shit on me. She would not make a public statement in any way, shape, or form dealing with the Afghanistan, considering the president's, again, back hiding in the basement. He's feeble. He's dementia-addled. He is a puppet. And the vice president has no spine. These people need to be deposed. They are usurpers. They committed a coup d'etat. That's all I'll say on that. I mean, I, look, this this afternoon, I went off on an hour-long rant. <laughs> I get it. Yep. On the stolen election. I'm not going to do that to you here. Let's get back to it. So so now, where are we at now? I, now I take you on as a new client, and basically I say, you know, everything's just a shit show. We can get you to court in a normal time frame in the city. Instead of 30 days in the county, you're looking at closer to the 45 to 60 days for the first court date. Expect a couple of delays. Instead of going to court and either getting on, you know, two out of 50 cases, you know, a trial setting or something else, and the other 48 are either going to be paid in full, dismissed, or consent, figure 15 are just going to be continued. Why? Because they made applications for, 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 you know, the money, right. mostly, you know, the safer money, the CARES Act money, whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of agency money out. Now, let's say to the tenants out there and the landlords, if you want to get some of that government cheese, as, as, as they used to call it, you know, what? there are billions of dollars available. Now, like many states, Missouri's been just terrible about the distribution of the money. Now, let me preface this. I am opposed to giving out money. Yeah, me too. The social welfare state is what's destroying this country. Yeah, and we just when they printed trillions of dollars. We just printed trillions. But you go back to the Great Society of Lyndon Johnson. This was planned government dependency. 
We all know the quote. I will not say it on your show, but jo but uh, uh, Lyndon Johnson knew exactly what he was doing. What's he was, the, you can say anything you want, man. What's the quote? Well, when don't, he don't, signed don't drop too law, many f bombs because we are it's live. It's not an f bomb. Right? Okay. It's an n bomb. Oh, don't, don't, yeah, don't, you don't need to say so that, but yes. we're going to have I, I, these N-words voting Democrat for the next 100 years. That is a direct quote of Lyndon Johnson, but he used the word. And I've never, I, I hate That's that That's not word. your stance. That's a that quote. Okay, Lyndon got it. Lyndon Johnson, president of the United States, who passed what's called the Great Society. That is the legislation which created the entire, the, the bulk of the social welfare state. Welfare, food stamps, all this stuff. Okay. The dependency of inner city blacks and latinos and rural poor whites the dependency the generational dependency that was planned purposefully to have that effect by the democrat party in the 60s that is the great society what's happening now is they want more people dependent they want everybody there so we have more and more politicians now be they elected politicians or those running for office. Now these are the left, the leftward Democrats, but don't forget that all the parties have shifted left. The Republicans of today are basically Democrats of 30 years ago. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, Compared the to only how, ones who right. are true conservatives, your Rand Pauls, okay? Your Josh Hawley, who, who I thought was kind of like an establishment Republican. God bless that man, our, our best, only better Senator here from Missouri because because Roy Blunt is a disgrace. He's part of the Uniparty. He voted for that abomination of a of a, 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 a infrastructure bill, trillions more, to expand the social welfare state and the dream list of Democrat um, insanity, of communist insanity, you know, Green New Deal stuff. I mean, it's all being snuck in there. And we had 17 or 19 uh, rhinos, Republicans in name only, including Roy Blunt. Uh, and I'll, I'll put in my bid for our former excellent governor, Eric Greitens, is running for Senate, and I hope he wins. Um, but Josh Hawley ran last time. I actually supported an opponent of his in the primary. I, of course, voted for him in the general, and he's turned out to be one of the best in the Senate. And my my friend who who ran against, I've discussed it with him, and, you know, he ran against uh, uh, Hawley in the primary, and he's like, yeah, he's doing good. He obviously no love lost there. You know, it was his opponent, but um, but I think Greitens will be excellent. Um, so so we get we get back to to the eviction. So what is happening now? I tell you, we can get into court in a normal time. We've got delays. We can get judgments. But so, so yes, yeah, so you have delays. So a percentage of the cases that are getting to court are getting continued just because they. But can. but they, if they are truly applying for safer money, you're going to get paid in full. Okay, got it. Okay. Once they get paid in full, the people who are so Regular. we went down this rabbit hole yeah. here because we were talking about both tenants and landlords getting right. So getting, tenants getting and assistance. landlords, so let's let's finish that conversation. Get, so real quick. yeah, so you want to yeah. get the assistance. Listen, even if you are fundamentally opposed to taking government money, as we, I am, yeah, and we are right. But but it but but but, but if everybody's taking it, you got to take it. Right. I'm sorry. You can you can. Stand oh on no, your it would principles. be stupid for me to, to allow my share of the national debt to go up without getting some of that. Absolutely, hundred percent. Now keep in and our and our, our property have... manager is getting some in certain cases right now. Correct, hundred percent. Yeah, Take we're it. not going to hide now, behind that. I will tell you, all sure. of you landlords, it's very important with the safer applications. Mm -hmm. Now here I'm talking about Missouri. 
I'm talking about safer. I'm talking about the new ERAP program, St. Louis County. And tenants can get the stuff too, right? Tenants have yeah. to make the initial application. Right. Landlords and that's right. We help their them. portion. We basically work together. Work so, so, so we're not, and that's another thing. We're not doing, we're not getting money or are they, cause it's a teamwork. It's a partnership, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but we're not getting it independently and then having, like, we're not beefing. You know what I'm saying? No, like, you can't. Don't. And that's the, and that's the wrong and that's word. That's something to watch that's, out that's, for. That's don't such let a, them. That's such a terrible them, word. Right? Don't but, let them ask for more money than is owed. Well, not only, but not only that, government. not only that, we're not threatening at the same time of working with them to throw them out. You can't. Yeah, that, fact, well, you're making an agreement. Yeah. Making, so that's that's my point that I'm trying to convey though is is that it's a good thing in a way. Hundred percent. Yeah. We're, not only is there money, we're both getting it. Now keep in mind, and we're and we're keeping people in homes. Exactly. So it's good. Now. But it's I all will, kind of weird at the same time. It's very time. Yeah. weird. And, and I, I almost it. everybody who's receiving this assistance is not truly harmed no. by the COVID. And that's an issue. There's always going to be fraud. But but everybody who's saying, you know, I lost my job during oh, COVID. Oh, yeah. If you lost your job. So right now it's 80% than... fraud probably. I mean, I'm well, just throwing it out there. But yeah, there's always going to be some of that. But, and it's, but it's, it's, it sucks. It's, it's, it sucks there's as a lot an American of it going to on. see that yeah. people who... People who lost their job, if, in, maybe not eighty percent. That's that's crazy exaggeration. No, it is but, not. It's but, not because but, but a lot, a lot job, of people. Yeah, even if, they lost even if their it's job, bad. if they were getting unemployment, they made more on unemployment than they made working. Yeah, and is that still going on too? So I know you're not an unemployment lawyer, but the, the, the governor of Missouri ended the extra unemployment benefits. But but there's so much assistance out so there. So there's a lot of angles where it's where where it's, it's not just one thing that's happening to to prevent. And create a situation that puts somebody in a 15-month holding pattern. Correct. Right? Uh, because it's very complicated. There's a lot of angles and a lot of things that are happening. Correct. You explained that awesome. This is so, cool. So right now. So we get to court. Now you can get to court. You can. And you are can, the sheriffs doing their thing? Now the sheriffs. But, it's, but they're still having St. the Louis CDC City. thing. St. Louis City is kind of a weird situation. Okay. There was a lawsuit by Arch City Defenders. And, and who are they? Just an organization? It's one of the, the tenant advocate okay. firms out there. They do other stuff. Is it a, it's a law firm? or is It's a, a law firm. It's a public interest, you know, kind of a pro bono law firm. Okay. You know, the attorney who, who who filed that case and litigated it is a fine attorney. I've spoken to him personally several times over the last couple of weeks. Shout out, Lee Camp. You know, mm -hmm. you did a good job. But still, man, holy cow, the, the shutdown in the sheriff's office in the city is partially a result of that litigation, but also partially a result of the presiding judge in the city making a decision to be super again, cautious. again, multiple angles, multiple, multiple angles. angles. But yeah. the end result is that we can't evict normal non-payment of rent cases. We in the city, we still can evict commercial tenants. Um, we can still evict for the cases that are not non-payment of rent. So if they, we file so um, is, uh... emergency evictions because there's guns and drugs or massive property damage, we can do that. You know, give us a call. We can so do that. I'm going to screw this up again. Yeah. <laughs> Unlawful detainer. Unlawful what, detainer. What is that? So, is that not an eviction? It's it is. Different? It is an eviction. Oh, it's part so of it. It's not. It's a type of eviction. It's part of it. It's type of it. Basically, when I normally say to a new client is there's there's several kinds of lawsuits that can be filed. Okay. We can file. And that's essentially what's happening whenever we do an eviction, right? Correct. Now, in general, we file two kinds. There's a rent and possession, which is basically I want my rent, I want possession. Yeah. We're not hey, you, we're you, not discussing your breaches of the lease. You're maybe, in breach, right? Yeah, right. maybe, but we're not discussing the extra tenants you have there. We're not discussing whether you're you're tearing the place up. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. But all we're talking about is late rent and regular ledger items. Keep it simple, right? Rent, utilities, late fees, mm -hmm. legal fees. And if you come to court or before court, you pay in full, we dismiss the case. Okay. We start over again. Now, if you say to me, man, I gotta get rid of this guy, there's other issues going on. 
Number one, I terminated him and he overstayed the termination. Number two, I non-renewed him and he overstayed the termination. Number three, he's breaching the lease in all sorts of ways. Mm -hmm. So we terminate and those would be an unlawful detainer. Then there's a more serious situation, which we call 441s, because that's just the section of the law. Sure, sure. So we call it a four. It's basically an emergency eviction. If we have property. You mentioned that. So drugs or. Guns and drugs. Multiple police calls. I have one yesterday that we started. 67 police calls. That many. How are they still there? How are they still there? Because the police aren't actually arresting anybody. They arrest them. They let them out later that night. So they just go right back home. This one is in St. Louis City. In St. Louis City, the prosecutor of St. Louis City a woman named Kim Gardner is one of the George Soros um, plant um, prosecuting attorneys that he's planted in cities and, and jurisdictions all over the country. This is one of his big pushes. He spent millions, probably tens of millions, maybe even hundreds of millions of dollars installing um, basically leftist activist that, into positions that have into positions, into positions that, that their job swings their job's a very small hinge that swings a big ass door. Absolutely, that's a great. Is that way a great me- metaphor for great that? Great way to put it. Okay, so that's so, why so, so they decide not to work or not to do certain things. Well, if they decide that to door commit crimes, is is not in the right air position. Right, right now, St. Louis is one of those cities where there's a massive increase in crime, and I know many St. Louis Metro Police Department officers. I'll give a shout out to all all those. St. Louis Metro guys. Absolutely. You you do as awesome a job as you're allowed to, but you all know that many of the SLMPD cops are on a blacklist of Kim Gardner's. She will not prosecute prosecute any cases from certain cops. She will not prosecute throughout the summer of love, all the rioting, which St. Louis was one of those cities where there was rioting, arson, murder. The murder case was prosecuted. And then the McCoskeys, those, those yeah. two, two idiots. And then they stopped prosecuting those well, two, they right? Got, they got pardoned by the governor. Sure, right? sure. I saw it the um, other day, yep. But yep. the McCloskeys are... He's running for Senate, too, yeah, or something? He's, yeah, he's an idiot. Neither here nor there. Whatever. Yeah. I don't want to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I have really no opinion. Yeah, yeah let's that. move on. Let's move on. But, yeah. but, but Kim Gardner prosecuted no other cases. All the arson, all the... All the property destruction. None of that was was prosecuted. They, they prosecuted nobody. They just dropped the cases or just refused to. So so. Wow. Even when people are arrested for doing really bad things, I mean, we have r- shootings every week. One of my properties has a shooting, has an attack on a property manager. They come into their office, they attack them. These people are let out of jail almost immediately. Now, in cities like New York, there's no cash bail anymore. Everybody is let out. In Missouri, oh, wow. we used to be pretty tough on crime, even in the city. Yeah. You know, even in St. Louis City, even if you're a, you got a, you're an attorney, I'm a defense attorney, I've got a defendant and I get, you know, a, a mostly black jury. That doesn't mean they're going to give them a pass. Missourians right. tend to be pretty conservative. They tend to be pretty law and order. Yeah, they're pretty, pretty, City, they intend to be pretty you know, rational. Pretty rational. Doesn't it doesn't matter, matter what side color, you're on it doesn't or matter the, the color. color of no. those jurors. They're going to hold a murderer. A guilty. rational understanding yeah. of right and wrong. Right. Absolutely. You know, we are we are in the Midwest. You got you got rational, conservative people here. But we have we have this prosecuting attorney. So getting back to the eviction. So, pro, you know, property managers in the city have all this craziness going on. What are we going to do? And the cops are going to constantly say to you, sorry, sir, sorry, ma'am, that's a civil matter. We can't do anything. You could arrest him. Yeah, but he's going to be let out. And you can't toss the stuff on the street. And the property managers know it. So what do we got to do? We could file a 441. We could get them out in a couple of weeks with a 441. It, it, it's more expensive. Call what is the 441? Define that. It's just basically an emergency term. Oh, it's, 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 So that's what that is. We're talking that's about the that. emergency Got it. Okay. So, 
But in general, most of our evictions and everything we're talking about with the moratoriums mm -hmm. pertains to late rent evictions, your regular evictions. That's what most of these cases are. Most people who are late on their rent are not tearing up the place. Most people, most landlords, if they get the rent, they'll let them stay. They're fine. Whatever. Now I get some landlords who are like, these guys are always late. We don't want to keep them. Fine. But a lot of those people, when we get to court, we do consent judgments that say, okay, I'll vacate on September 30th. I'll pay you this much on September 1st. I'll pay the balance when I leave, or we'll just have a judgment for the rest when you leave. But they owe tons of money and landlords are going to be writing off $5,000, dollars $20,000 judgments. They're never going to be collected because most of these people are uncollectible because that's what the federal government said when they did the CDC moratorium the first time. And then this, then, then when they renewed it, they said, well, Hey, we're not harming you landlords. You could still get a judgment for money. Great. So what, what do you do with all those judgments? How many of those judgments do you ever collect on? Oh man. So we have a guy. We had a good day. Check this, check this out. We had a guy and he got us no money. Right. And then we fired him. Or just basically quit bringing our cases to to him and got another guy. And he brought us one or two. This is over seven years, by the way. Yeah. He brought us one or two. And then we got a new guy that we met at Aria. And I don't think he's got any yet. He's newer. Right. So so you're talking in three years, maybe maybe two or three people. Right. And, 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 and here's the thing. I'm blessed to not have to go after people for money a lot. So th right. the amount of times that we've even had to have had to have do that are probably, you know, 10 times. So I'm basically at 20 percent, call it. Yeah. Which is which is and, and which probably is probably good. pretty standard, pretty, pretty standard. Right. Right. You know, listen, in, in the world, and it doesn't mean that they paid in full it either. It, it just means we no. got something. You know, it means right. you garnish, you know, and oftentimes we'll just settle on a fifteen thousand yeah. dollar thing. Right. The fact is, is that it's the worst crap of the collections world. Mm. OK. The, the guy that I generally send clients to, which oh, it is the, the worst. Right? It's the lowest. They, it's, it's somebody couldn't like, pay the for their roof. Of, right. So if that's the case, then they're probably having other issues in their life. Right. It's not like they defaulted on a two hundred thousand dollar boat. Right. Or something like exactly. that. Where like those you, guys, you had the judgment. money at some point to do something like that. Right. You're gonna figure it and out. The guy and they the don't boat. want the judgment because they're getting other boats and others. Right. Yeah. And the it's guy a different with the boat's level. got a real job. It's a different level. Yes, of course. Right. And he wants to. He he doesn't want to lose everything. Right. So this is the worst of the worst. You're not going to collect on it. So the government knows, but doesn't care. Now keep in mind, people in government, I mean, and, and everybody should ever vote. <laughs> nobody should ever vote for legislators in, and in particular mm -hmm. executives, meaning governors, mayors, and presidents. Mm -hmm. Nobody should vote for somebody for those offices unless that candidate has private sector business experience, unless he had to meet a payroll. Yeah, I agree 100%. How are you going to work a budget when you've never had any experience running a, life, running a budget? If like, you spend your life in, quote unquote, public service, you know, no no denigration of, of Joe Biden's military service. And then after that, he's been in Congress ever since, and then vice president. So he's been in public service his whole life. And I will not put air quotes around his military service. I don't know what he did in the military. I'm just going to assume he was excellent in the military. But what I will say is he, he did nothing in the private sector ever. Now, his family did. That's a different story that gets into the weeds. But um, I, I, I remember when there was the election for Obama against McCain. Okay. Now, I'm no fan of John McCain. And so this is in 08, right? This is, yeah. 08. Basically 07, 08. Yeah, and, yeah. And, but I remember describing the election and said, listen, you got 
one lawyer married to another lawyer, you know, uh, 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 the vice presidential candidate is, I don't think uh, Biden's a lawyer, you know, is a lifelong politician, literally. That's the, the Obama-Biden ticket, you know. Never, no private sector experience in the lot of them, none of them. Running against McCain, uh, uh, Palin, um, McCain also lifelong government guy, no private sector experience. But at least in his family, his wife owns one of the biggest beer distributors in in the country. Yeah, so some of these people so have private, it. So but, at but, least but, in but, his but, home, yeah. McCain understands business. Right, but most of these, most of them don't. Most man. of them don't. Most of and them then, don't. Palin. Oh, yeah. What do we have with Palin? We had executive experience in government, mayor and governor, and we've got private sector experience. The family owns a fishing company, a commercial fishing company, and her husband not only worked in the commercial fishing company, but he's worked in the oil industry, private industry. That family understands. Palin personally understood business. Yeah, business. Meaning business a budget. Right. Okay. Whatever you want to say, you know, don't don't talk to me silliness about Sarah Palin. That woman is an impressive, impressive woman. And, and did great, great stuff for her state and would have been an excellent vice president, excellent president if, if, if something had happened to McCain. Um, it didn't happen. It was bound not to happen. I mean, Obama was going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, when he ran against Romney, I held my nose. Romney has private sector experience, but he bothered me in a lot of ways. I didn't know why until Trump came in and Romney showed his true colors. But at least Romney had private sector experience. Now, granted, he was a, 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 a what's it called? A, 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 a vulture capitalist. You know, some people denigrate venture capital. I'm gonna denigrate it right here. Cause all that man ever did in private business, at least he had to meet a budget. Yeah, at least he had to meet a budget though, right. Basically he took businesses, broke them up and outsourced it to other countries. Mm. Mitt Romney, you're a jackass and you never did anything good for America outside of the Olympics. Maybe you did good for the state of state of Massachusetts. I don't know. I'm not, I've never, never lived in mass. I know nothing about your governorship, but, but your business career was one of making profit for your shareholders, which is important. Wrap it up. Okay. That's it. All I'm going to say is this. Yeah. I love it because you are reinforcing the fact that it's coming from all angles. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, what's really crazy. It is. So when do we expect the sheriffs to get back so to they're, work? So they're back already, but it's slow. St. Louis City with that lawsuit. Mm, I'm just going to say it's it's yeah. things are in flux on a daily basis. I'm getting one answer sure. and the other, you know, don't know. In St. Louis County, St. Charles County, everywhere else, we are doing sheriff executions. So as long as they don't show the CDC declaration, uh, we've been so, doing so it. So that's the issue. We've been now. doing it, right. right. So the CDC does declar that declaration have an ending thing? It, it, or no? Well, it, currently it's October 3rd. So, okay. So, you know, so are we going to be going so back and doing keeps, So if people know, if they, if they know how to play the game, basically. And some do. And some do. And it seems like more and more are learning every day. Absolutely. Um, now, keep in mind, it's now slowing this process down. So people that have this 15 month backhold at this point, some of these people are starting to get their properties back. Yeah, Maybe yeah. not money. We're, we're not money. But, but possessions are starting no, to, to, those, to switch sides again. Even gigantic balances. And we've only been back at this for a couple of weeks, though, right? Right. And yeah. now some of those gigantic balances are even being paid in full or in part, in large part, by, by the safer money.
by these CARES Act money. Okay. So, so those billions of dollars are starting to They're starting get to distributed. Flow. Yeah. And I've got clients. I every day I get some some requests to dismiss cases, and I get a little note with it. I don't have to have a note. So there's other cases that there's no note. But some of my clients put a little message on my system saying, you know, receive safer funds. Please dismiss. Please file a satisfaction of judgment if we already have a judgment. So now, I'd like basically, to basically, yeah, clients that get something figured out along the way are responsible and they correct. tell you, and then you don't waste time in the court. Correct. Which oh, is, they, which they is, have a, to. which they is have great. To. They have an obligation. If they get they paid, have an obligation too. They right. An obligation okay. To Perfect. It. So Perfect. if they don't dismiss it, we go to court, they come in they say, Hey, your client got all this safer money. We say, hold on judge. Let's put it on second call. I text them right from court. Boom. We get it. Dismissing the case. I would like to, to, to put a plug. One of the things that, that, differentiates the way I, I run an eviction practice. It's vastly different from every other lawyer, certainly in St. Louis. Um, and I would say in the entire country, um, we built a, a custom uh, a web portal called ChaseNet. Oh, it's neat. Which, oh, yeah. I've been which there is, is unlike anything in the country. There is nothing like this. It makes the filing of evictions with our firm much easier. Filing, tracking, follow-up, asking for writs, asking, it's all in one place. It saves our property managers two-thirds of the time that they would spend with any other attorney. Now, there is one attorney uh, named Brian Bargenbrook who's out in Kansas City who's been using our system for about a year. We're in the midst of upgrading it, and we're able to go into other other states. Now. So if somebody is an eviction attorney and they want to use your system, please call plug me. it. Yeah. How, how yeah. So, so, so do you want them to call you or email call, you? Call like, me or email me. My, yeah. my, uh, so you, we, we did drop a website. So the websites are on chase law, chase law, right? Okay. Perfect. And my email is Matthew M A T T H E W at chase law Um, the best way to get a hold of me is call my cell. My personal cell is three, one, four, seven, five, seven, Four eight six one. Matthew, I spelled that right at Chase Law PC. I can't see from here. Yeah, yeah I got PDs. it. Yep. Okay. And then what's the number? 314-757-4861. So we are we are starting to to you know right before COVID. It's so frustrating. Our our web developers were working with a firm in Connecticut, a firm in Illinois, a firm in Indiana, getting the their specs done because every state has different yeah, laws. Yeah, so you have to tweak so it. So this a is customized bit. for every state. Um, all that stuff stopped because in all those states, the we just didn't even we haven't even heard the guys in Connecticut. We can't even find them. Maybe they're out of business. I don't know because Connecticut, my understanding is all evictions have stopped. I don't know if that firm's still in business doing other kind of law. I don't know. They didn't do exclusively evictions, but that was part of their large part of their practice. So I hope all is well with them. Um, I've got an attorney here in St. Louis um, that's going to be opening up an office across the river in Illinois and doing ChaseNet in Illinois. Nice. Um, in the southern part of Illinois, that you know, when we say across the river, we mean uh, East Alton and sure, you know, yeah, of course. But in Illinois, but but in Illinois courts Saint. though, in Illinois courts, yeah, yes, sir. right, yes, right. Sir. So so we're going to be able to do that. It's it's a vastly different experience. So I did want to you know kind of put that plug. No, in, absolutely. But, it's I, but, I definitely want to do that. You know, yeah. hopefully, as we as we get back, it's going to be there's going to be a several month period till the end of the year where there's just chaos, chaos central. Until we're back in the courthouse with no more WebEx, everything takes longer. So when so when did documents. WebEx start? So they started with Zoom, and then due to some government contract with the state of Missouri and Cisco, they forced they everyone. forced WebEx. 
WebEx is not as good. And they probably claim this is my security reasons. It's <laughs> no, it's literally the contract. They're required okay. by contract, to, yeah. which I get. Hey, listen, it's contract. It. That's yeah. I'm a contract lawyer right. base. But but the problem and and this if anybody who works for Cisco is out there, why can't you guys have it work as well as Zoom? It's it's shit. WebEx is terrible. Nobody who uses WebEx is happy with it. <laughs> and everybody has experience. Everybody oh, in the man. world has used Zoom this, this is year. Great. And WebEx yeah. sucks. People who phone in can't go into a breakout room. That's one of our biggest problems. Uh, if you only come in by phone, we can't put you in a breakout room. But the, the bandwidth problems, I don't understand it. Cisco are the and we're getting into the weeds. This is not politics. This yeah. Is so either way, they're using Cisco. Cisco. So they're using WebEx, Cisco. And how long have they been using this? Wait, wait. So uh, I thought so I asked earlier though, you know, when were you back Zoom. in court? And you said that there was a couple months right after March of 2020. Yeah, we got into the, that you couldn't, but then you were back. So we're back. wait, we did so we're, Zoom so, or WebEx since since late summer of last year. But oh, so so you so I thought you were whenever I was asking that you were saying we're back that that was referring to you actually going to the no, court. No, so when's the last time you went to court? So St. Charles has been open for a few months now. Okay, and even to the point St. Charles and shockingly, I have not seen dead bodies lying everywhere. No, not at all. We're not right. even required. To wear masks out of the court. Masks. It's don't great. tell anybody. Yeah, I like it. But but we don't wear masks in court. It's mm. shocking mm. to people here in St. Louis County, mm. St. Louis City, we don't wear masks. Um, St. Louis City courts are not officially open and our docket and this is, is still this is 200 miles away, right? No, it's 10. St. Charles is 10 minutes 10 away. 10 minutes well, away. The way I drive <laughs> is 10 minutes. I know. Supposed to I'm, I'm, 20? I'm making a joke yeah. to emphasize yeah. to the listeners that aren't this in St. Louis. This is not rural Missouri. No, not at all. It's right down the street. That's crazy. So, but, but you are still using WebEx? No or no? Um, for, we're using it for St. Louis County. We must. So you be, haven't been there in a year. We just started in person for trials only. Trials only though. Trials only. I went to my first trial. It's all masked up and everything, probably. It's crazy. Yeah, that's it's so crazy. stupid. They, they, and you I can't said, do and that. The judge, and, the judge requires me to wear it in the courtroom, but then when I sat down at the desk, I was allowed to take it off. It's all insane. It's, it's insane. All yeah, it's all insane. meaningless. Just like I said, down at Blue Stadium, when I went to the thing, you know, he's got three inch thick glass, yeah. the tiniest bit of airspace here to pass through stuff. If I was literally dying of, of, of you know, <laughs> Ebola there right. and spewing bodily fluids, <laughs> dis, you know, dissolving inside like that uh, movie, The Rock. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Escape from Alcatraz movie. You know, still, right. still, he, he wouldn't have caught it, I don't think, you know. Unbelievable. Uh, um, so, but people are brainwashed. That dude behind the glass was terrified. Without me having a mask, on. that's so. Crazy. And he was wearing a cloth mask. I guarantee to you that that cloth mask has not been washed every forty-five minutes. Because you really have to change your mask every forty-five minutes, is my understanding. You know, doctors. My wife changes those masks you all know, the time for every yeah. patient. Right. You know. So so. But again. So know, where are we headed? So we talked about where we were. What we're headed we talked to about is where delays, we're at. Big delays. Where are we headed? But getting back to semi-normal. What we don't have is is we're not so some you're, of our clients so you're back are not in on board. the courts as of just a couple of days ago, but that's just depending on where you're at. Where you're at, but we're at least on. We're but at you're, least but, on what we're so getting judgments. Normal, normal we're getting judgments. We're we're able to execute unless they show the CDC. Now St. Louis City again, we're we're on a hold, but it's on it's a every week on week off. We we don't know what's happening. There are delays in St. Louis City. They have a stack of ours. If you've been filing with me and you look on the portal under writ requests and if you see a bunch of your writs requests still sitting there and you know i haven't processed it the reason i haven't is because we're not those things have a have a 
kind of a ripeness. So they're, they're only good for so long and then they expire. We have to refile. So, so bear with us. When the sheriff tells me to start filing more, we'll file more. Got it. No, that makes sense. They, no, that's smart. Putting, you don't when, want them to right. do it and then it's expiring. They have to do it over again. Exactly. And, and then and that also just just creates a, a backlog in the system. I have which to spend slows my down time. It. The clerks there's, have to spend their there's, time. There's multiple angles. Again. The sheriffs right. have been scheduling and canceling and scheduling and canceling. So it's it's all kinds of chaos. But I will tell you, I, I have to give a shout out. The court clerks in St. Louis City, County, Jeffco, St. Charles. All these court the clerks kicking, kicking are butt. awesome. Good. Thank you so much. They are doing their best. They're working hard very right now. Very hard circumstances. They are working really hard right now. Now, whether they believe yeah. in the mask or not, I, I just joke with them about it. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't They're matter. They're working, right. They are working their asses off. And let me tell you something. Court clerks in Missouri are underpaid and overworked. So huge shout out to those court clerks. And and all the ones I work with you know, are are fabulous. I'm sure. Yeah. The judges are doing their best. My, my trial judges, you know, Judge Higgins in St. Louis City, uh, Judge Virginia Lay in St. Louis County. Thank you. You're doing your best. Mm -hmm. I know you're working within the rules that the presiding judges set up. Now, the presiding judges, I haven't had much nice to say for a long time, um, but uh, I will tell you, we're hoping that things will change. We have a new presiding judge coming in in St. Louis County. Um, um, and um, the, the, you know, they're doing their best. Um, St. Louis city's presiding judge. He's, he is, he is trying. I, I spoke with him last week. I kind of quartered him in the elevator and we chatted for a bit. And I know he's been personally named in that arch city lawsuit. I don't know if it's mm. personally, or, but he's a named defendant and it's, it's hard. You're, you're dealing with all this stuff. It's hard, but the people I have my total anger and contempt for are our federal judges. You know, this, this circuit court of appeals, I know they're going to rule against the Alabama realtors. They shouldn't. So what's that? That's that case that okay, I, gotcha, that, gotcha. That I talked about okay, before, right where yeah, Justice yeah, yeah. Kavanaugh made that that you know wishy-washy statement. It's going to go up to the Supreme Court, and I hope they just smack it down. But maybe they wait until October second, so they don't have to smack it down and actually end things. They're all being cautious because they want money to get out there. But the fact is we are being held up across the board. And a lot of these people who aren't paying rent, don't forget, we started it. We got a judgment in September of last year for a rent and possession case. But then starting in February of this year, they started causing a ruckus. We've got this judgment we still haven't been able to execute on. And now they're causing a ruckus and the police are being called. So now we have to file a new lawsuit. What is this? Yeah. Why can't we? They should this have been is, long gone. They're they taking should have been long gone, right? So you as the landlord have to just say, deal with the fact that I'm going to tell you, I will get these cases filed as fast as possible. I will be in court faster as possible. I will get sheriff's executions filed when and if I can and processed and through as fast as possible. But there's mass delays are the rule for the next three to six months. Will we ever get back to total normal? Time will tell. Time will tell. Time will tell. But we well, we the good news is the good news is is that it's somewhat back to normal. It's getting there. It's getting there. And as of today, now things could change. There's a, we I think we expressed this quite fully today, but there's a lot of angles, so things could change. And and, On a and really basis. and really, we should probably prepare for change like just basically accept it what, what we should prepare because we've for seen is, so much of it over the last well, what 18 months what basically we, what we or? have to prepare for is our federal government 15 months eight, finding five, months. new reasons 
to extend lockdowns, mask mandates, and further impinge on our liberty. Yeah, I, I agree. Everybody completely. out there should be di disobeying and defying mask mandates. Now, if you're sick, I, I used to live in Japan. I, I lived in Japan for about three years. <laughs> I always giggled when people put on masks. But if they had a cold, they put on a mask. I remember once I had a cold and you know, my host mama, in, in, I was, I was in a home. She, gives you a mask to she wear. gave me a mask to wear and I wore it. Okay. I felt weird. It was hard to breathe. And I was like, I was sneezing. And sorry. So it's like, it was disgusting. Right. right she gave right. me a few and she's like, you're sick. You wear a mask. I mean, it's a, it's a kind thing to do for others. If you're sick, but yeah, if, you if, are well, if you are sick, if you are sick, if you are now also, if you, I just chatted with the guy at my local Starbucks this morning, um, and I had chatted with him before he's immunocompromised. And I remembered that from the last time we chatted, he's like, I'm going to wear a mask no matter what. I'm immunocompromised. I said, I, I, really I get it, man. It. Yeah, totally wear it. But I, but, but making me have to wear even, one, yeah. you know, and if, and if I know you're immunocompromised, I'm going to keep my distance from you. Cause even if I don't know what I can have some, but I'm not going to wear a mask. Yeah. It's rationality. It's rationality. You know, and the fact are, is, are you rational? Or are you not? If like, you are severely, but when it comes to taking away the rights and, you know, liberties, and for it's the most not, part. do we have a specific liberty? to not be masked in public. Well, well there's no. nothing written in the constitution. No, but, but there's also no right of the government to, to allow to you to drive a car. Us, yeah, right, exactly, S similar, yeah. There's no right of the government. And now, now, when you start getting into congregating, people congregating together, that's right there in our first amendment. Yeah, it is. Okay, the right of the people to peaceably assemble shall not be infringed. You know, that why do I, tend most of the time to carry a gun, not because I expect to be held up. I carry a gun because this is America and because I have that liberty. And if we give up that liberty, we run a big risk. Yeah, it's not a right. It's a liberty. I like it. It's a liberty. Yeah. It is a right. It is a right it, too, it is, but... But it is not their right to I, say I, they shouldn't have to license you to carry a gun. That's why Missouri correctly a few years ago change the law and we are now what's called a constitutional carry state because what's my right to carry license it's right there it says 2a the right of the people to keep means own and bear that means carry arms shall not be infringed now people i'm not going to get into the whole preamble of you know a, a well-regulated militia necessary to the you know to the free state oh yeah Forget that that's, we're not road. getting into right. that you know study study the founders mm. study the second amendment drafting the 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 well-regulated militia is all the able-bodied adults males at the time was what was considered but they never stopped women from carrying the first gun control those of you who believe in gun control and consider yourselves liberal small l um remember where gun control started the first real governmental gun control was the weimar republic and and then um you know when the nazis came in they they made sure those jews my people had no guns maybe it would have been different now th this was not a gun-toting culture this was not you know these weren't texans mm. or missourians or americans generally you know so there was no gun culture although many people hunted but those who survived had guns. My wife's grandfather was a partisan during the war. One of the reasons he was allowed to join the partisans was because he had a rifle. They didn't have the ability to supply rifles to these. I mean, 
you know, this, this, this gentleman was one winter, my understanding is without shoes, mm. the Polish farce yeah, it's, or Lithuanian farce, right. but he had a gun. Right. So, so we have those, yeah, we got those rights. These are these liberties. If you give up your liberty for the sake of temporary security, you will get neither liberty nor security. Right. And Absolutely. you will deserve neither. Man, that's so a great way to word it. For temporary, right? That, I mean, this is Ben Franklin. And then you get, this the, is ben you get I'm, not, I'm not making. No, up I, I've heard. Yeah, I love know? this quote. But, but great quote. You you exercise your liberty, and when it comes down to it, if something happens in this country, it's no longer the North versus the South. It's not the East versus the West. Mm. It's not made up names in 1984. You know where, you know our 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 main character was in there changing the historical records because they changed who they were fighting. And he was told to change all those historical records, you know, that that function now being fulfilled by by uh, Twitter CEO and Facebook CEO and Google, you know, changing the search algorithm to make sure that they literally change knowledge mm. and access to knowledge um, in, a, in a true Orwellian fashion by people who believe that Orwell is a manual for life as opposed to a warning mm. that George Orwell right intended it as right so so you know we have to be cautious that we give up any of our liberty is a danger but if where are the lines drawn if it comes down to it in this country is it red versus blue is it urban versus everyone else i don't know where the lines are drawn what i do know is that one side's got all the guns and the other side doesn't know which bathroom to use. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, Let's I, wrap it up on that yeah. note. Guys, if you are looking for the best eviction attorney in St. Louis, check out Matthew Chase. You. you can reach Matthew directly at Matthew at ChaseLawPC.com. You can check out all the information that he has on his website at ChaseLawPC.com that uh, will guide you through a lot of these things or you can connect with him directly that's a cell phone i'm assuming yeah, or a business line phone. giving out his cell phone look at this guy man that's awesome 314-757-4861 if you are not looking to or if you're looking for an eviction attorney outside of st louis don't blow mad up guys all right yeah. however if you are an eviction attorney and you are looking to use matt's kick-ass software that is streamlining the process and, and helping with the courts, helping the landlords, helping attorneys connect with them as well. He's yeah. got a, he's got a really good solution for I you. I will tell any attorney there that if you're doing a volume of at least 50 evictions a month, no matter what state you're in, and there'll be a, a time period to get it ramped up to, to get uh, it sorted out, but you will save at least a salary. Wow. That's yeah, awesome. For sure. If you're doing it even remotely close to manually, now everybody's got some sort of shortcuts, maybe some prop, uh, uh, what's it called? Maybe some sort of um, practice management software that that are out there for lawyers, but nothing's nothing so specific. specific. And this is built nice. for evictions. It's flexible for every state's laws. As I said early earlier on, we don't have a pre-eviction notice requirement, but it's built into the system. If you do, you can set that up. You could set the number of days. You could change the terminology. If you don't call it a writ, a sheriff's writ, you know, if you call it something, whatever it is, it's not a petition. Here in Missouri, we call our lawsuit a petition. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys might call it a complaint. Whatever it is, we, we everything is flexible.
So, um, but I appreciate the opportunity. Oh man, I'm glad you came on. And thank you for keeping me on. Oh, on of course. The path yeah, I wasn't being rude. I, of course. No, yeah, yeah. I go off. Just keeping you on the. Path. I go off yeah. on, on crazy tangents. No, this is a good episode. We're at about an hour and thirty, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And um, again, Matthew Chase got a great, great uh, practice. Uh, he's doing uh, St. Louis City, St. Louis County, St. Charles County, Jefferson County, Jefferson and, County. And all the surrounding. We don't get many, but our the further, more distance, Warren and and Lincoln County, mm -hmm. we get in a very occasional case. I don't go there in person. I send there. Sure, roaming. But you can service those areas. Absolutely. And if you are an attorney, guys, he's got a really great product for you. We just broke down. If you're joining us later as well, we just broke down how it was and the reasons and the causes behind what's happening right now with all of these moratoriums. And I, I'm going to say that as a plural, right? Moratoriums. Yeah. Moratoria. Moratoriums. Yeah. Either way. And, you know, know, where we were, never took Latin. where we're at and, you know, essentially where we're going, guys. So thanks for tuning in Thank you and uh, we'll sign it off for today, guys. Catch us in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy, you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.